All right, everyone, welcome back to this edition of Timberwolves Talk today. It is uh, not victory um, Wednesday. It is defeat Wednesday. Defeat after, Wednesday. A, after a long, long game last night full of fouls, full of frustration. And, you know, it's okay, man. It's one game. It's one game as MJ in the back right now would say. It's you one know, game. It, it is what it is. It's 1-1. It's one, one. As Ant says, we're going back to the crib, the Target Center. They're calling it the crib now. That's what TC stands for. I'm oh, excited, man. I Obviously, doing the live stream last night, thank you to everyone who came. A little demoralizing. I mean, we got beat by like 30. Um, yeah. It happens, though. It happens. Uh, I wish the game was a little closer. I think Peyton does, too, obviously. But, I mean, I'm, I'm not too worked. I was, a lot, I was pretty worked up last night. Had to take the night to just calm down, go to sleep don't watch any basketball and you know i woke up this morning listened to some stuff and it got me hopeful i think we played one of our worst games shooting wise defense wise rebounding wise i don't think it could get much worse than that on the bright side yeah the thing about this timberwolves team that's been consistent throughout the season is when we have an off night we are horrible like there's just like we it's it's very rare that we have a bad game um sorry it's very rare that we have a bad game and it doesn't look ugly like that. Like it just it builds on itself when we have a bad game. It's just like what when it's bad, it's really bad. And we played one of those games last night. But in hindsight, going into Memphis and getting one game is critical. I mean, it's huge. And just the fact that we got one game, I know it would feel better maybe if we would have won the second game going into the third game. But still, we won one game. Now we go back to Target Center, which is one of the best arenas in the NBA at the moment right now. Definitely on the rise. I mean, definitely, there's a definitely ton of on the sellout. Rise. It's a sellout crowd. We got the great courtside presence. I think, I still think that we have a pretty good shot at this series. And, you know, I just hope next game's a little closer. Even if, even if we don't pull out next game, I think it's got to be a little closer. Chris, what do we have to do differently next game to stay so competitive? First, yeah, That's first off. First off, I want to give credit to the Grizzlies where credit's due. I think mm-hmm. there's a couple things they did really well. Um, first off, they started Steven Adams, but they saw what happened last game, only let mm-hmm. him play three minutes, and brought in Xavier Tillman, who was kind of the X-factor defender um, for the Grizzlies last night. Same with Kyle Anderson. Those two were kind of trying to play the Clipper defense on Cat, and guess what? It worked. Cat got into foul trouble again. Um, the stat line doesn't look horrible at 15-11, but him being off the court and Nas that Reed is horrible, be, man. Nas Reed having to be on court was the bad part because the Grizzlies have height all over in the front court. And while Nas was hitting some shots, I he was turning the ball over and getting out rebounded very badly. And it's you, we got to have Cat on the court for forty minutes. So credit to Memphis there. Credit to John Morant coming back, putting up an almost triple double. Um, he he got into the paint anytime he wanted. He split our. Uh, uh, you know, we have the two defenders come up and try to double him. He just Let's, yeah. passed out. Um, yeah, Grizzly found the the Grizzlies found the adjustments, but I also think the Timberwolves have all the meat in the world left on the bone to perform well next game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you get to this high level of playoff basketball, 
And you, even in the NBA, like coaches are going to be able to adjust game by game. And the Grizzlies, they made some great adjustments. Speaking of Steven Adams, um, Xavier Tillman, dude, I don't even know what his career high was before that, but he played those, those, uh, what do you have? 13 points got to be one of the highest points he's ever, he's ever put up. Um, but yeah, I think I trust the Wolves staff to maybe look at this game and now and now we're going to play our chess. We're going to see what we can do differently. We're going to go at it a little differently. But yeah, Cat Cat only 15 points. That's you're not going to win many games when Cat puts up 15, D'Lo puts up 11 and Ant only puts up 20. Like it's just at that point it's impossible to win a game. I think it's what's critical critical for this team is we got to be in the game at the end. If we like I don't know. Once we get down, it just there's no chance in us coming back. But if we can just stay competitive going into the fourth quarter, I think we have a much better shot of winning game three, especially being at that, home. Yeah, what you just touched on was kind of a deeper rooted problem in the Timberwolves all season this year. It seems like we'll have a comeback win every so often, but it's only like I don't I can't remember the last time we've had like a 20 point comeback win. It's just it, those don't happen a lot in the playoffs, granted, but the, the Timberwolves are not the best team at, you know, picking themselves back up after, you know, getting out of a game. And I also wanted to touch on another issue that keeps coming up for some reason, and it's Cat in his postgame pressers. I don't know if you listen to too many of them, but the man lives in his own world, I think, which is weird. You know how the, you know, so Cat has had a huge issue with kickout three this year. Like, oh, I saw that. I saw that shit. Yeah. Every single time we, we watch cat it seems like he gets an offensive foul on the kickout three and it's granted, blatant. it's blatant like we can't granted, even complain is, about it, it. like it we want it to foul. not be a kickout but we watch it and like yeah that's that's what a kickout is that's why they invented the rule someone's gonna get hurt doing that shit and my issue with cat is and this is not just with kickout but it's he denies he tries <laughs> to say what a superstar should say but he's bad at it and he's also <laughs> not being true to what he is like he said man i just got big feet like i won the three-point competition i'm not going to change how i shoot the ball and i'm like no, yeah. you are. You do you, need to you shoot the you shoot the ball without jumping. You jumped this time and flew kicked your feet for it. It's pretty easy to see his shots are completely different when he kicks his feet out. So it's just like it's that little stuff in his press conferences. And he did it again last night. He's not taking he's like he's not taking, you know, he's not taking it to the chest. Like, dude, a lot of your fouls were fouls. Like, I'll give you one. I'll give you the, the first, first one. Foul of the, game. the first one. All the other five fouls were completely your fault. Yeah. blatant fouls like there's no there's no arguing five of his six fouls and like yeah there's not there's no argument and, and even the first in- one even the first one you could make an argument that it was a foul like it's not like it was such a bad call it was a bad call but it, like you could see like hey maybe that maybe that was a foul yeah he's delusional and not in a, i'm not saying that like in a horrible way but he's delusional because he's what he's thinking in his head is not translating to what's actually happening on the court mm. Like he did not shoot. He did not shoot that ball how he said it. He shot the he shot the ball kicking his foot out. Right. He just blatantly lied, and he's lying about. Oh, I I'm gonna swing the ball next game, and he never does. He does the same shit. He gets into foul trouble. I don't know. He's like delusional in these interviews. Like he's living in his own world is what it seems like. And I think it's also hard because Anthony Edwards has perfected the interview game post game. He. He says the right thing. He has a great attitude, win or loss, and he's always he's willing to take accountability if it, if That's it's his. He takes accountability. He says, and he's 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 like, he doesn't dance around. He says, "It's my fault. We're going back to we're going back to the TC. We're going back to the crib, and we're going to take care of business." That's it. That's all you need to say. You don't need to make excuses. It's just, hey, I could have played better. We're going back. 
it's a one-to-one series. We're fine. Like you don't need to make all these excuses. Like just take some accountability and then go. I don't know. See, when you lose a game, I feel like the post game presser just don't give away any of your shit. Like just say, yeah, this is what I did wrong. And John Morant you know. and John Morant has been is done a I, I don't like how he handles post game stuff either. And with the social media crap. I don't know. Hey, I man, love he contradicted himself too. He said, I hope all that tar- talking starts when it's zero zero. They were up by 30 and he was talking. Right. I know. I, him and Kat, both of them are kind of divas, to be honest. I just I think Ant Ant has it down. He doesn't he doesn't post on social media much. He doesn't he doesn't say like he, he he's confident, but he's not annoying. Like, I don't know. He just has a great demeanor about him. And Kat, he's tr- I feel like Kat's trying to have that, but it just <laughs> it does not come off well. No, it doesn't. So but we, hey, we I don't want to hate on Cat too much. I, I don't want to hate on him too much. I love Cat. Agreed. Agreed. I think he can have an he's just got a this brings me to the next point. What I think the Timberwolves can do better is ball movement. The first game, the ball was moving. We were mm-hmm. getting open shots. Um, the offense was clicking. That's why Cat was able to, besides the Adams fact, the ball was moving. So there were lanes open to drive mm-hmm. on the perimeter. Today, the ball was not moving. It seemed like Anthony Edwards was the biggest culprit of this. He he'd allow the double team to come to him. If he just keeps moving the ball and he sees that sees that double coming, lanes are going to open. But if you hold that ball and try dribble moves, the double comes and you're trapped and the balls get stagnant. So I think the the big three need to put their egos aside and move the ball and see what happens this game because there's going to be shots that come for them organically. I don't know if that was a thought you had, but yeah, dude, when the ball's moving, even in the beginning of the game in the first quarter, we had a few possessions right away. This was before the whole technical foul stuff we had a few possessions where we made two three extra passes and we're getting wide open shots and what they don't understand is when you're making the extra pass the defense is scrambling and at some point you're gonna have someone wide open for a drive and it just opens it up for everyone else when we have to play a stagnant offense where we're passing it and playing iso ball i hate to say it but we're not that good at half court off i know the stats might but watching last night's game when we're in half court offense and Torian Prince has taken a contested mid-range fadeaway. Like that's just not the best shot. We we play better in transition, and we play better when we're making the defense scramble, and we always have that advantage. And that's how Cat gets most of his points. He gets most of his points when the big man's forced to close out on him, and he can drive to the lane, or the big man decides, "Hey, I'm not going to close out," and then he gets a wide open three. Actually, credit to Torian Prince because again ties into my next point here. I think a lineup the Wolves are going to explore is you've been seeing it a little bit, but Jaden McDaniels, Malik, Torian, some just those core three guys got to be out there and we got to just have Cat out of foul trouble because if we have five shooters on the floor, everything else is going to open up because it's, I mean, credit to Finch because I, I would have made the same decision too. Vando only played nine minutes last night. Mm-hmm. He, he's unplayable in this series, I think. Yep, I same think with Steven Adams. Shooters. He's got the same thing like Steven Adams. Both of them are unplayable in this series. I, I really do think Ant said it best, like, they shot horrible and I, th- that's not going to happen again. All three of the big three are not going to be off again. And I guarantee it. There is not going to be an easy win like that again in this series for the Memphis. I, I think they came to the realization. Chris, what, um, what's going on with cat not making a three. How I thought he was on a streak where he made a three every single game. Like just the fact that Carl Anthony towns three point champion, you got to look at the three point champions from the past. Steph Curry, all these guys that are attempting 10 threes a game, and then you have our three-point champion attempting one three, and is that the one he got the offensive foul on? Was that the only three he attempted? Yeah, that's that a not good count point. as a shot. I mean, that's you can't have bring up. Yeah, like he, you can't say he's a th- the best three-point, the best shooting big of all time 
and then he doesn't he only shoots one three and that's i i think that's something that cat struggles with is when he's having a bad game or when he's having foul trouble he's not as willing to shoot or i mean seven field goals too for your superstar super max player that's just not gonna cut it i'm sorry and, and i i don't i don't even blame that on finch because like i know no. finch i know he finch wants, wants to cat to shoot yeah and i cat's just gotta especially when he's got these little guys on him that he can shoot over not little guys but not seven footers it even opens it up more for him to make those contested threes that he's good at he's good at contested threes believe it or not so i mean dude cat's Jay- just gotta enforce himself if Jalen Noel. Be- shot three more shots. Malik Beasley shot one less shot. Jaden McDaniel shot the same amount of shots. Torian Prince shot him out the same amount of shots. Like he's he's like bottom he's not even top 5 for shots taken in our in the game. And that brings me to my next point which Look is, at this dude. The, the flow this is unscripted guys. You got to see this. This is this is beautiful. I, this is this is the elephant in the room that I haven't seen a lot actually about it. Like everyone's kind of just pushing it past, but I'm like, I, D'Angelo Russell needs to show up to the building, man. He, he it's, it's like he's on the streets right now. Five of 22 in the first two games isn't going to cut it. I'm okay no. with him taking 22 shots in a game, even if he just needs to play confident. I know you yeah. have Dylan Brooks on you. I know he's being physical, but dude, you're one of our biggest offensive threats. You're getting paid $30 million. You need to, try to get Dylan Brooks off you and hit some shots. Yeah. Hey, I was defending him last night just to the fact that you were saying we need we need to make changes. I still believe in D'Angelo Russell. I don't know super long term, but I think with the next in the next couple of years he can still be a valuable part of this team. But I no in no way am I taking responsibility away from him. That is unacceptable. You can't and especially if your shots not falling or if you're not even going to shoot, you can't have just four assists. You got to get at least 10 assists. Then that's where I, I think the first game I was okay with it because he had what 11 points, nine assists. Yeah, he's playmaking a little bit more. The this first game, game, he just he didn't he didn't even show up. He wasn't even a like I've called him the quiet superstar. He was just the quiet guy. He's a non-factor. And when you when it when you're playing four on five, it's it's impossible. You got to show up. But a point I brought up in the in the way late hours of the of the live stream last night is that. This is the thing about D'Angelo Russell. He either plays really good and you notice him or he plays really bad and you notice him because it's so bad. He never has an in-between game. He always just plays horrible or really good. And that's just that's something that comes with D'Angelo Russell. And that's the thing. I think if he could just find some like we've been talking about this for two years, man. (laughs) I think it was Jace Frederick from the press, if I'm not wrong, but he said D'Angelo Russell had the because we were asking about that. We didn't know how he did in the Brooklyn Philly series when he made it. Apparently, he played terrible. He shot mm. 32% from the mm. field, something I can't remember from the three. But D'Lo, man, <laughs> not uh, playoff D'Lo. We need, we need some consistency. I think yeah. that's the thing that kills him is I just go out there and give me 18, man. We need at least some mid teens production it's confidence though it's confidence with d'angelo russell and you see it he makes one transition three and we saw it in the playing game boom he's a completely different player so i think that the theme or the way that i see this timberwolves team is is it's so exponential do you know what i mean by that yeah like they gotta once they hit one shot once one slope goes up but it's once one of them hits one shot and then they all start playing off of that one player it kind of depends who it is but if no one can get it going, then it's impossible for the team to take off. So we need it's just slowly. It's one guy will get it going, then the other guy, and then boom, before you know it, we're the top offense in the NBA. 
and the way that gets going is ball moving off each sure. other. And there you go. They're, they're passing the ball to each other. They're getting other shots. It's just, I can't discredit Ant too much last game because he's the, he's I, the bright I think spot. He could have he played better. Mm-hmm. I think the 20 points was misrepresentative of how he played. The five turnovers was killer. He, he was loose with his dribbling, which was interesting because I think he's improved that drastically the last few weeks. But he's 20 man you got to have the 26 year old step up and, and I, I it's even that's no crazy need, even that's crazy those they're guys only, yeah that's crazy that they're guys. only 26 but um but yeah i really i am not losing hope at all but i really do think if game three goes south and it ends up just like this last game i'm not throwing in the towel but i think we have a pretty hard chance but even if we don't win game three which i think winning that game in itself is going to be hard but if as if we can at least keep it competitive and play them hard and at least show that we're not the team that was that played last night i think that's key so i think i don't know it's not impair it's not a must win game but we need to at least play very well i think their mentality right now needs to be split again i think we need to split a one-to-one even the series at two-two you know they're gonna have to win another away game but so what you gotta you got to make sure you get one of these next two games. It doesn't matter which one. You got to have a good, you know, game six and game seven. I think this series is going to go into should, that round. This is one of the best. This is probably the best series in the NBA right now besides Boston, Brooklyn. But, you know, we've been, know har- we've, been, we've been harping on them on this podcast. I don't want to make it seem that way because it, it was a bad game. But it doesn't like matter. Said, it does not were, matter. They were shooting horribly. I, I think they make like. Bold prediction. I think they make like almost 23s tomorrow. I think they do. I think they hit, get some shooters out there, hit threes. I think the passing will be better. We'll have a smaller lineup out there, but I think the big things just got to be rebound, man. We get the rebounds. They had 14 offensive rebounds last game. So best offensive rebounding team in the league. But um, I don't know. A thing that's also, um, keeps me optimistic is last year when we would lose a game this bad we would probably have two three horrible games like it it would build on itself but I feel like this year what we've really improved on is that we don't let a game like this really affect us too badly like we can usually bounce back and I don't know I think that I think Pat Bev needs to step up his floaters his floaters are have been horrible the last two games I don't know if I haven't been paying attention to him much but like they're just like, I don't know. Some of those shots, like, come on, Pat. How are we not making those wide open floaters? Yeah, Pat's I think Pat's just got to do what he does, man. He's got to play defense lead. Um, I like it when he drives too. If he just goes hard to and tries a layup, he he makes a lot of layups. And it's the, the floaters, man. Is, he's a good, he's a good three-point shooter. If we can get Pat Bev open in the corner, that's a good shot. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like we've been saying the whole time is that there's really no positives that we can take away from the game. It's just everyone played bad. And I know that's kind of hard to, to say but literally just everyone played bad and it just built on itself and that's why we lost so badly and John Morant man he played he played very well he uh, almost had a triple double there was one stretch there at the end of the second quarter where I don't know who was in the lineup but you know when the game picked up and both teams they weren't calling the any foul was that in the third yeah where it was just bang I, I might have been in the second where it was just are bang, you talking bang. about when we tried to make a comeback or no no it was one i know it was was the start of the second quarter yeah it was it was still a pretty close game at that point and it was just going back and forth back and forth back and forth back and forth that's what i hope next games like because that was that was very exciting to watch 
Yeah, first quarter was, I mean, I'm, I'm going to address the referees here, but it's in no fit. It's not in favor of the Wolves or the or the Grizzlies. It's just addressing the referees because that was horrible last night. I just horse shit. I don't know how you call 21 first quarter fouls. And it's funny how they how they stopped calling them after that first quarter intermission. Like they uh they must have been told, hey guys, you gotta you gotta calm it down a little bit. Playoffs, man. Like it's the playoffs. Let if, them play. If anything, swallow the whistle. I yeah, really they care. had some they had some good calls on Jaw where they good no calls on Jaw where he kind of just threw himself in the air and threw up a wild shot and they didn't call a foul. So that's where it was kind of like inconsistencies didn't it didn't make much sense. But I like that when they and it goes both ways. There's a few times when Cat goes to the basket and he doesn't get a foul, and it's not a foul, you know. But he's always he's always complaining. There, John Cat, man, they complain so much. Both of them combined, it's really annoying. Dude, you've been seeing Embiid getting. Dude, I it is interesting though because M. I was watching Embiid the other night. That man gets every single call. Yeah, he's I just he's what do they call him? The free throw. Uh, well, they say the, they say he's uh. <laughs> Al Jefferson, no, or uh, he's Jaleel Okafor if he doesn't if he doesn't get thirty free throws a game. <laughs> it's like it was a meme where it said uh, it was Embiid without thirty free throws a game, and it was just a picture of Jaleel Okafor. I don't. He's a good player. He's a good he's, player. He's a good player. When he played us, bro, not the fucked, MVP, but good player. He killed us with. He had a bunch of mid range like fadeaway. He he was destroying us when we played him. Yeah, but uh. I guess looking for, I don't know how you can possibly look for, but looking forward, the Warriors look good. So, I mean, Memphis or Minnesota, geez, I don't know. I don't know who's beating that Warriors team. Um, Devin Booker went down. He's going to be out games three and four. Is he? Pelicans won last night. So that's a one-to-one series. Zion come back maybe? Oh, could you imagine? He should. I don't know why he doesn't. If, if he's if he's 100%, he's got to come back. That would be insane. They do. They would, they would, they might, they would be able to beat the Suns. Yeah, that'd be that'd be big, man. You got Ben Simmons maybe coming back game four too for the Nets Celtics. I mean, fun series, but uh, we'll we'll keep it short and sweet today. Peyton's yeah. got to get to class. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you guys yeah. for tuning in. Um, we haven't confirmed it yet, but we're thinking next Tuesday we could possibly be doing a live stream of Game Five. I think we should we should be able to do that. Right, potentially, yes potentially um and then the other one we could possibly do is game seven so let's hope we get that far but uh thank you guys for watching we'll see you guys after game after game three